Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is LaDawn Townsend, your host. Hope you're having an amazing day. I'm bringing an episode to you from the vault. Today, I am out scouring and looking at venues uh, for our upcoming conference, Recalibrate Live, happening in September 2023. To get all the information, grab your ticket, visit LaDawnTownsend.com to get all the info. Today, I'm bringing you a episode from our vault. We are honored to have on this episode of the podcast, Jared Glant, the president of Cardone Enterprises and co-host of the Young Hustlers podcast. We're talking all things sales, confidence, courage, and drive in this episode. So grab your pen and paper and let's dive in. Grow Your Bottom Line, hosted by LaDawn Townsend, is a weekly podcast and business show. On this episode... And so I think that for entrepreneurs to be successful, uh, they have to do what Grant has done with our business. Yeah. They have to look at every opportunity and go out after it in every way possible. Yeah. So, you know, like we, us here, like we, we sell to the consumer online. We have a phone room with, with 20 salespeople uh, and they're making, you know, 2,500 calls a day out of the office. We have, you know, email strategy going out. Yeah. We, have, we have social push to, you know, uh, click funnels or, you know, uh, 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 sales funnel pages. So, you know, we have uh, interviews that we're doing and, and Grant is out writing books and he's, you know, going and meeting with Damon John and over here and he's meeting with this producing company or this production company over here to try to get a TV show. So it's it's going out in every area. And so all coming up next. Hello and welcome to this episode of Grow Your Bottom Line. I'm LaDawn Townsend, your host. Excited to share with you a interview that we're bringing back from our vault. And this is with Jarrett Glant. He is one of the senior executives of Cardone Enterprises. And Jarrett sat down with us to talk about how do you really address sales within an organization. And the reason we're bringing this out of our vault is because now, as we are moving into this next phase of dealing with COVID, we're not out of this situation. A lot of organizations previously that did not focus on sales are seeing that sales has to be a priority. And organizations that are also taking a look at what does it mean to sell? How do you pivot? How do we create a sales culture that is working and navigating through this time? So enjoy this conversation. This is one that you wanna grab a pen and paper for as we talk with Jared Glant of Cardone Enterprises. Well, welcome Jared to the podcast. Thanks for joining today. Good to be awesome. here. So tell me, what part of the world are you joining us from? Miami Beach, Florida. So today oh. we're talking about a topic that uh, I think isn't talked a lot on the online space about business or sort of in the new space of business that I'm glad you'll be joining with us today. We're going to talk about taking the struggle out of selling. Mm-hmm. And so before we get started, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you um, and then we'll get started. Yeah, so my name is Jared Glenn. I'm the vice president for Cardone Training Technologies. So I work with Grant Cardone. I've been with him for seven years. And over the last uh, seven years, we've, we've built a pretty, a pretty impressive business and a, and a big brand. And, and so it's, uh, it's been quite an exciting ride. I grew up in San Diego. I uh, had the opportunity to live in a couple cities. I lived in uh, Austin, Texas. I lived in Los Angeles and then now in, in Miami. So 
been all over chasing opportunity and, uh, and it's found me in a really good place. I love that. We have some things in common. So I'm actually from the Southern California area. I'm from the San Fernando Valley. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. And I live in Austin now and never lived in Miami before, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, two soul people in common because we just follow the opportunity of wherever that goes for us. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, the, the only thing I miss about Austin, the first summer I, I was there, it was triple digits for like 36 <laughs> days straight. Yeah. I don't miss that at all. I'm actually looking forward to some different weather. Well, cool. So um, for most people that are joining this, I know you're already familiar who Grant Cardone is. Um, I call him Uncle G like many people do. He's really sort of a long distance uncle for me. But talk a little bit about your company and what you guys do, because I know you have different levels of products and services that you provide, but is it all around providing sales training for businesses? Yeah, so our original business, and I don't know if a lot of people, new followers to Grant, really understand our full story. Um, You know, our business was built selling sales training to companies. That was where the business started. That's where the products were sold. That I mean, our our business was built around the, the selling to the business. And so over the years, that business continued to grow and evolve. And then, you know, we started playing around, you know, Grant started playing around on the social media, uh, the social media thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then his brand started growing. Yeah. And we really had no early on intention of monetizing our social audience, uh, going direct to the consumer. It was, a, it was a corporate platform. And, you know, we were selling Cardone University, you, you know, as it's, as, it, as it's marketed and known today, yeah. we were selling Cardone University to companies for 40000 a year, 100000 a year, you know, $250,000 a year for companies with big sales teams. And it was kind of this product that as we, uh, as we were building our brand and our audience, that it was a little bit out of reach for them. And so people were, you know, they were going to the YouTube page because they wanted content. They were going to Facebook and Twitter because they wanted content. And so uh, about two years ago, we decided we were going to open up a version of our, you know, multi-million dollar corporate prop platform for the individual. And so the book started getting written, the platform, uh, oh, you know, opened up a couple years later. And so that, then we really started capturing sort of the individual consumer uh, who wanted to improve themselves as well as, you know, the company, I mean, you know, we do companies with business with companies like Sprint and Google and, uh, you know, Northwestern Mutual, you know, big fortune 100 yeah. companies. Yeah. I like that you, how you describe what Grant's business model was and what it is today. Cause one of the things I find and, you know, my community tends to be a lot of the online business owners, but there's this myth in business over the past few years about you can only have one way to do business, one way to do sales. And I think a part of it, like we have online coaches and things like that, that follow And my business is, is online and offline, but can you talk to a little bit about when people are feeling like there's so much push out there of just doing the funnels or just doing the online marketing and not really expanding out the services that you provide? And I'll give you an example. When I first went through a layoff a few years ago, you know, I didn't even think about doing process improvement work for businesses or offering that because I felt like it, you know, who really wants that? And so I right. fell in the trap. Of it. 
It's not sexy. Exactly. And it wasn't until my coach was like, why are you trying to just transform people and make them feel good about themselves? And then they go find a business coach because they're all lit up. And then I lost that business. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about one of the things I hear from people is they're stuck in, I see everyone else doing this one model of how they bring in business, which I think is a myth because you don't really know how that people's bringing in business. Um, But it sounds like Grant was at a point where he had to diversify. And that's a risk because Sometimes businesses think, well, if this company is launching something and doing six-figure launches every 30 days, and I'm trying to diversify, I should just stay with this one product, this one service, and then see where it goes from there. So I think what's important about the transition that we made uh, in 2010, really, was we went, we, we didn't really change how we sold, we, we opened up who we were selling to. So we went from kind of being, you know, one vertical focus to opening it up really to anybody and creating products that we could sell to a kind of a broader market. Um, the game constantly has to evolve. And the reason that people rely on one thing like funnels is because they don't have a real business. Uh, they, they, yeah. they they don't, you know, that it's easy for them to go shoot some videos. I mean, most of these people that are building big internet businesses have hardly any employees at all. Mm-hmm. They're not, I mean, they're, they're, I can't say they're not real businesses, but I mean, like, I get your point, you go to an office and you're like, okay, well, like, where's all the employees. And so, you know, social media can give you a facade of, of, of what somebody really is. But when you start peeling back the layers, you're like, wow you know, uh, this is, this is a little bit less than I thought, or it's different than I thought. And so I think that for entrepreneurs to be successful, uh, they have to do what Grant has done with our business. Yeah. They have to look at every opportunity and go out after it in every way possible. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the chances of you building a business in the traditional way that has, you know, a hundred million dollars in sales a year is much greater than you building a business that only relies on selling business one way on a website. Yeah. So, you know, like we, us here, like we, we sell to the consumer online. We have a phone room with, with 20 salespeople uh, and they're making, you know, 2,500 calls a day out of the office. We have, you know, email strategy going out. We have, we have social push to, you know, uh, click funnels or, you know, uh, 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 sales funnel pages. So, you know, we have uh, interviews that we're doing and, and Grant is out writing books and he's, you know, going and meeting with Damon John and over here and he's meeting with this producing company or this production company over here to try to get a TV show. So it's it's going out in every area. And so, you know, look, if somebody's if somebody's making 100 grand a month and they've got a, a business and they're comfortable with it and, and they want to that's what they're happy with, then that's what they're happy with. But if you want to build something that can sustain long-term, right. what happens is when you get focused on one thing, if that thing breaks or gets disrupted, your business gets completely handicapped. Yeah. And, and so now you have to com- reinvent your entire business because you didn't have enough contingencies built around the one thing. You yeah. know, our, our room in the back, our sales office you know, that is the pillar of selling for our company. That's where the majority of the revenue comes from. But that doesn't mean that we don't plug in as many different streams around that as possible. So that if for whatever reason, uh, phone sales gets disrupted in a major way that we don't have something else to, to shift to. 
That is really good. I, I love how you explain that. I put a post on Facebook a few weeks ago and asked, you know, if Facebook was to go away tomorrow, how would that impact your business? I can't tell you the amount of people that freaked out about that a little bit because it's just that one avenue. It's just that one part. So someone who's listening to this and let's say that they're not at a level where they know like a Damon John, they, they're yeah. not at those type of levels. What I hear you say is it's about taking massive action in many different avenues and well, really finding your path with that. Yeah. And you, but I mean, you have to be good too. I mean, like, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are, are marketing, you know, skills that, you, you know, they're just not, they're not, they're, they're not elite level. They're not premier. It's, 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 it's watered down regurgitated information that's been heard from 50 other people. See the challenge with, with what people are doing online is they are, you know, first of all, everything that you see, you know, from from guys like Grant, but not Grant, because he's a little bit more of a realist. Yeah. Is, um, you know, be your own boss, entrepreneur, start your own thing. Hey, the Internet's a great way to do that. And so everybody wants to go become these Internet entrepreneurs. But that doesn't mean you can't also be an entrepreneur in the traditional way. And it's yeah. going to be harder, but it's going to be a more secure business. So, you know, I, I think that the, the, the play is to go expand in every direction. So that's why we have, you know, a social media team working that we have a team, you know, that's, 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 you know, helping go out and do market research to figure out what the next book should be written about. And we have teams that are, you know, calling businesses and we have teams that are trying to sell seminar tickets. And we, you know, we have all these different, uh, you know, reaches into the marketplace, um, because we know we have a good product right. and it works. And, yeah. and, and, and so, you know, Grant Cardone's scam doesn't come up when you do searches online. Right. And, and, and we, we, our business wasn't built off of selling one person or the individual. Our business was built off of selling companies and they scrutinize you much more. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the so, things that- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. But I, I really liked what you were saying about, you know, you have to have a skill. You have to have something that people want. And a lot of the times what I find, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is, you know, it's one book I read or it's one course I took and then I'm going to go out and sort of teach people how to do the same thing. But a lot of people, can you speak to those that maybe they're in their 30s or they're in their 40s and they have some life skill and they need to bring that into a business? Um, we're, we're having like a massive thunderstorm right now. So it's Oh, I remember those days. Uh, I was in Orlando for a while. And it freaked me out when I listened to the news and they're like, go indoors. And then it's like 10 minutes and it passed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was talking about sort of, uh, you know, having a skill and what you're actually good at. If someone was saying, hey, I want to start my own business and I have these life skills, I did something in corporate or, you know, whatever it is, how do they assess? And I think you talked about this on one of the Young Hustlers a few weeks ago. How do I assess I need to make more money in my household now? What can I do today or how can I assess what I can do with that? Maybe they're on a full-time job and they're maxed out. They can't bring in any extra hours, but they have these skills. What should they look at first to take their skills and turn it into a business? Yeah. So I think, I think, you know, a lot of what Grant talks about is people are lacking the initial education about money Mm -hmm. in the first place. So they, they don't even have a point of reference. So like Grant wrote this book called the millionaire booklet, and it was about the information that his uncle 
never gave him right it was it was like it was like what what where is that like that basic understanding of 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 what i need to do with money in order to to live life uh, above just treading water right mm-hmm. and and so we were actually just in vegas and we were doing um a bunch of interviews on the street asking people who taught them about money and and one of the questions that i think was uh, made made the the um the most impact was when we asked people, how much money would you have to have for you to feel like you were rich? Wow. Like rich, like, and, and we, you know, like rich, like, I mean, like you are worry-free, carefree, like you are rich. Uh, out of maybe 20 interviews, there were three or four people that said over, a, you know, over, over a million dollars. Mm. So it was like, you know, the million dollars was the, was one of the most common answers but you'd be surprised how many people said, oh, a hundred thousand, <laughs> 200,000. If I had, if I had a couple hundred thousand, you know, 75, a hundred, you know, man, that'd be, I'd be, I'd be cruising then. And I'm just like, cause people don't know. Yeah. And so the first thing that I think people need to do is they need to get the right understanding about money for somebody like you or somebody like me or somebody like Grant, like we're pretty money motivated people to begin with, I would assume. Yeah. For you, at least. I know for Grant and I, we are. So it was like, okay, now we know how important money is. Not that we love money and things, but because we know how important money is to facilitating the lifestyle that we want. Right. And, and so, like, putting in the work and developing the skill, like, my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm in our studio right now, and I'm looking at this playbook to millions that Grant has. It's excellent you know, book. I'm just saying. Playbook.com, right? So, but <laughs> I'm looking at this big, thick, binder of information about first of all the education about money and what you need to learn about money to be successful then it's hey what do you need to know about money in business so that you can be successful in business and then it gets into the tactics stuff you know if you try to move people into skill too fast before they understand money they don't want to do the work because they don't understand why they're doing it it goes back to that whole like if if people don't understand why they'll never understand how yeah so it, you'll never understand how to go make money if you don't know why it's important in the first place. And so like, that's what we've shifted really to in the last couple of years as we've moved towards the individual consumer, because the business owner knows how important revenue is to the health of the business, right? They're, they're successful in their own, right? In their own right. So for the individual consumer, you know, we've been leading with the sales pitch, and, and we've done that for the first six months. The first six months we did that, we led with sales and, and we picked up the people that were money motivated. But now what we're finding is people just, they, they don't even have that first piece. Yeah, the money story. Not money. So I think that for, back to your question, is, you know, for the people that are like tapped out and they're, they're like, hey, I, I know I want to make more money. I would say that they don't really know how much they need or how important it really is because if they did, they would be in a different situation, probably in a different position that they're in right now. Well, we just, um, uh, I saw a blog that Grant wrote about, you know, do what others refuse to do. And really it's so, it's so to the contrary of the whole do what you love message, because if you do what everybody else hates doing, then you increase your value right? Yeah. There's the, the demand is low for people that are willing to do the things that other people hate doing. And when there's, when there's, uh, when there's low demand or when there's high demand for, for jobs that have low desirability, there's a lot of value. Yeah. So, and it's, 
it's about the money story, right? Like when I started the work I do with businesses, I would go in and just think, well, everyone has their money story down because you have a business, right? But I find mm-hmm. that at each level you go up in your business that you're no longer dependent on a job for your income. But if you don't shift your mindset as really being a CEO, that your money story is either going to make you a victim or it's going to be, you're going to be the master of it. Um, and, and so talking about sales, do you find that people struggle with sales because they really aren't clear on their money story? Like they're just held sort of as a slave to the money story. So when they're talking to someone about what their prices are, like this is something that comes up a lot. When I'm coaching people, I'll ask them, you know, well, what is your, your fee? And, and I went through this too. Like I would charge X amount. And I actually lost a client because they didn't think I really could do what I could do because my price was so low. That was the biggest lesson I learned. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about sales with people and trying to get them to understand the benefit of sales training, do you find that people are struggling with the sales because their money story is just not serving them? Well, I I think it it goes in, in a couple variations of that. So like for one, it's the person who finally realizes it, but they, re, you know, they, they get the money situation right. Um, and so now they're like, hey, I, I got it. I got to skill up. Yeah. And then you have the people that say, I want to make more money, but they don't know why. So they reach out for the content because they're interested in the content, but they still don't have that why. So they reach out to the sales thing thinking, man, uh, you know, uh, I just saw a video of so-and-so, uh, my friend on Facebook, and he bought a new car and man, things are going so good for him. I need to try to make more money. And then they go and they're like, well, I'm a salesperson. I'm going to go buy this sales book. And they read the sales book and they're like, man, this is hard. This sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. You know, reached out for the content because they want to make more money. But again, they don't know why or how much there's no mass or depth of their understanding. And so what we've done here and what, what, what really what Grant's done is, is he's created products that help people along that journey. So whether it's the millionaire, the millionaire booklet, which we sell for $10 in the store, which you can get for free. If you just pay for shipping by going to millionairebooklet.com forward slash free, whether it's that, that entry level product or $25 seller be sold book or the 10 X rule book or whatever, we provide these different little, little gradients for people to get into, but it all comes back down to, you have to understand how important money is. And it's not like a get rich quick thing. It's like the reality check from the, the reality check that your parents should have given you. Like my parents never told me to get rich. My dad let me drop out, drop out of college because I got a job offer for a company. It was a sales job where there was no salary. It was all commission, but I was, uh, I had a good shot at making, you know, between eight and 10 grand a month. Mm-hmm. because other people were, were already making it and I was selling advertising. So it was in a territory. So it was kind of like, Hey, he could make eight to 10 grand a month. He let me drop out of school because he was like, dude, that was a lot. That's a lot of money Yeah, because it took him a long time in his career to get to the point where he was making that kind of money. And so, but his parents never told him to get rich. Yeah. His dad was cheap, you know? And, 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 and uh, my, my grandma grew up on a ranch and she was cheap. And, you know, my, my mom's mom and dad didn't have any money. And so they never told her to get rich. And so she was, my mom was ultra conserve, conserve, conserve. Um, so, so it was like, it, it just goes back to like, people aren't even getting what they need in the first place. And so, you know, that's why Grant is on such a noble mission. He's like, I, it, he has taken it as his duty mm-hmm. to educate people on the importance of money. And like people see the Rolls Royce. 
dude, he didn't, he didn't pay for that Rolls Royce. Right. People like, so it's never what it seems, right? You know, uh, people see Grant, you know, uh, being, you know, just Grant on social media and they're like, man, you know, Ty Lopez has a big house and, and all these cars and, and girls, and that must be the dream life. And people don't even know how much money Grant has, you know, right. they, they don't even like, like this, this thing here. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like he doesn't lease that jet. He owns the jet. He wrote a check for the jet. He and he bought the jet because it 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 gets him out of the office because he didn't want to deal with airports anymore and all the security and all the bullshit. That, I'm sorry, all the all the no, other okay. that you goes can. along with with being in an airport and, and traveling with people and getting sick and you know. So it's like he he makes he's so smart. I've never seen him spend more than five hundred dollars on a suit. You know, that's really good that you bring that up because one of the myths that are out there um, is you have to, and this is just what I've seen and I fell victim to, is you put out all of this money in other photo shoots and website and all of this stuff before you even make your first client. And so now you have to bring in a client and you don't know how to sell, how what to say to that person. I, I did the uh, webinar, I think it was Mastering Objections uh, yeah. that you guys did a few months ago. It was mind-blowing because I think you mentioned at the 10X Growth Con how when you first got into sales, you know, you had personality. And so yeah. for you, you got sales that way. And for me, I did sales positions before. I never saw myself as a salesperson. I just really gave good customer service and listened to people. Personality, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's something you need above personality that I have found now when you're going after certain clients and businesses, you need to know that skill of what do I say when they say X? You know, what do I say when they say, oh, you're so nice, which I fell for that so much. Um, So when you can, when you can, sorry to interrupt, but when, but what you're saying there is, you know, I got to the point where I was successful and I could tell because of the way you communicate and look and you're smiling and you're bright. And like, I can just tell, like, if you're in front of people, people are going to like you. And so they're going to want to do business with you, but that will only take you so far. Right. So with all that you, with all of that, you put package and put together, you know, on the high end, you make 80 to 120 grand a year. And most people get to that point and they're like, Hey, wow, this is great. I got, you know, I'm making six figures, you know, and your husband or wife goes to work and they're making 60 or 70 grand or whatever. You're like, man, we're almost making 200 grand a year. You know, we're, we're living, living high on the hog, but it's the people that want more. And they yeah. realize that, that the gains, and I always tell salespeople this, and it's something that, you know, I, I learned from Grant, the gains as a salesperson get smaller and smaller, the better you get. And the, the gains are even harder to get, the better that you get. So LeBron James going from high school to NBA was like, you've got to, you've got to imagine that the difference in skill and talent and uh, athleticism is night and day between college and NBA, probably a little less. Yeah. And then when he enters the NBA and where he is today, very little. And then he finishes career, his career, it may, it may go back down the opposite way, but, but the point is, is that, the, 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 the larger, the, the better you get, the smaller the gains are and the, hard, the harder they are to get. And that's why people fall short of where they want to end up because it gets too hard and they don't have the discipline to understand the investment in the process to yeah. get that peak level of, of performance. 
So what could someone do if they're saying, you know, for example, I really want to expand my company. I want to expand my sales. I think cold calling is going to be it. Um, my parents were entrepreneurs forever. I remember they were in real estate before real estate flipping was popular. Yeah. Um, and that's what we did on summers and weekends. I would go with them to meetings or cold calling. I didn't even know it was cold calling at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but can like, you- This is fun. I get to meet people. Sometimes they don't like it, but most of the time, yeah, this is great. Yeah, I'll sit at the table. No problem. Somebody was like, oh no, that's called cold calling. That's no good. And you're like, huh? Yeah, like that's the, you know, that's the mean thing to do. So can you talk about what can be if someone today, I think the answer is cold calling, but I don't want to answer for you. If someone says, I need an infusion of of money and clients in my business. Yes, they can do the funnel. I think you need to do that too. But I think you have to reach out to your clients. If someone is struggling with that mindset of picking up the phone and yeah. making that call, what would you say to them? Well, the reason that, and this, this comes right out of Grant's program, Millions on the Phone. If there's something you don't know about the phone, you won't pick up the phone. Yeah. If, there, if you're lacking knowledge, you'll lack confidence. If you lack confidence, you'll lack motivation. If you lack motivation, you will not take action. You freeze. And that's what people do is they try to, and look, I'm not saying it's, it's right for everybody, but if yeah. you want, if you can say, I want to be great. I want to be financially free. I want to be in a position that I have indestructible money. I, you know, I want to be in a situation where no, like no situation, circumstance, economic change could, could, could threaten my family. Yeah. You want to be in that situation. Like you have to like on another level. Yeah, that's good. Commit to, you know, be, being the best. And And it's, I had a light that went out here. Uh, So yeah. That's awesome. I I didn't really get to finish that thought. I've lost my train of thought because the lights are flat. (laughs) No, that's okay. Jared, this was so good. First of all, I want to say thank you for taking your time because I know your time is valuable. Um, I also want to tell you, and, and no joke, no blowing smoke, you guys have helped me so much, not just in my business, but in my personal life and my mindset of really shifting things. Um, so I watch you all the time and not just to watch, to be a watcher, but to be an active participant. I just got millionaire booklet the other day. It blew my mind. Awesome. Like I yeah. haven't been the same since reading that. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. And before I go, I always ask guests that come on my podcast, this question, if you could go back to your younger self and give him one piece of advice, what would you say? Um, Learn to cold call fast, get serious fast. You know, um, like I didn't, I didn't start getting serious and being responsible until I was 26. So, you know, and, and then once that happened, it took me a year to figure out what I was doing. And then from the time I was 20, between 27 and 31, I became a millionaire. So in four years working for somebody else, by the way, I wasn't, I wasn't self-employed. I didn't start my own company. I didn't have, you know, I did all that working for somebody else. And so if you find the right vehicle, which is something we talk about, yeah. find the right vehicle and you develop, you invest in tools like Grant's Playbook to Millions or Cardone University or the 10X Rule It if you're just getting started or Sell or Be Sold. Or, I mean, literally it, in our website at grantcardone.com, we have a, an entry point for everybody. If you just make take that first step and, and, and focus on like literally becoming a professional business person. 
Mm, that's you, good. If you take those steps and you continue on that path and you're disciplined and not learning from everybody, but like sticking in one thing, you know, like, and then, and you may outgrow that person, right? So maybe you follow Grant and then, you know, for whatever reason, you outgrow him. You have more money than he's got. You're a better salesperson than he is. You know, you have a bigger social audience than he has and you outgrow him. He's so good at different things. I'm going to be with him forever because he's, I can learn so much from him in all areas. Tony Robbins, maybe somebody follows Tony Robbins, but then they outgrow him because they're like, hey, this is great, but now I've got to go make a cold call. Yeah. Where's your cold call content? And he doesn't have it. Maybe you outgrow somebody like that. It, you know, it, it'd be different for everybody, but, but the most important thing is get serious now. Get serious, commit now. The biggest mistake I made was making that commitment and that decision when I was 26 years old rather than when I was 18, 19, or 20 years old. Excellent. Jared, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Great meeting you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Before you go, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so that we can connect with you further. For more tips on how you can unlock the life and business that's waiting for you, visit vosgroup.org. That's V-O-S group.org.